Welcome to Love Beyond Fear. My name is Darcel Bing, and you've just said yes to the ultimate podcast experience where you'll be diving deep into loving yourself more, overcoming fear, and creating and living a wildly successful life. All of this created through the power of your subconscious mind and radical self-love. Let's begin. Welcome to Love Beyond Fear, episode nine. Gorgeous soul, this is your host, Darcel Being, and I am so excited that you are tuning into this episode. Let's begin. When you look at your personality, what stands out to you? This is where I want us to launch from. What is something that you would say? I know we hate the icebreakers, right? Where people are like, what are your strengths in an interview? What are your weaknesses? Just take like 30 seconds. What do you immediately go to if I asked you that question? I want to invite you into something. So many times our personality is actually based on trauma and old wounds. I actually realized that for me, being loud, um, being funny, being always joking, always being silly, always being goofy... For me, all of those things were actually mechanisms I was using to protect myself, to keep people from getting close to me. Just like explore this with me, right? There are parts of our personality that we learned to adapt in childhood in order to stay safe. I have clients right now that will say, oh my God, I could never do that. I'm too shy. I have a gorgeous client right now. She's like, no. I cannot apply to TEDx to be a speaker, even though she knows someone who knows someone, right? And she wants to do it. She keeps saying, I can't do it because I'm too shy. And I asked her very specifically, how do you actually know that you're shy? Like, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, my entire life I was told you were too shy to do the play. You were too shy to go out for the athletics, for the drama team. You were too shy. And her and I started exploring Are you really shy or were you afraid to be seen as a child? And what we came to understand was that her sister was very loud and very outgoing and very wild. And as a result, she actually got in trouble all the time. She got grounded all the time. She got reprimanded all the time. And my client created a story that it is not safe to be seen. It is not safe to be heard. I want you gorgeous souls to sit with something for a moment. Is that truly your personality? Or is it your wounding and your trauma in disguise? Especially if you have a personality where you're like, I just don't get along with women, right? I used to say that all the time. I just have guy friends. I don't get along with women. Women don't like me. And come to find out, I actually had a sister wound where I had been from a very young age conditioned by society, culture, religion, to believe that women, women were the enemy and to believe that I had to be in competition with other women. I had this belief where I was like, there are not enough resources. There are not enough men. And as I grew up, went to college, I constantly saw it played out over and over and over again where women would say, 
you know, I'm just not close to other women because they'll try to take your man or they're jealous of me. They don't really like me. You know, you can't have women who are your friends. They'll just be hating on you behind your back. All of this, gorgeous souls, those are actually clues and indicators of a sister wound. And here's the bottom line. These women that feel like, I just don't have girlfriends. If you might even find yourself in this, right? Where you might say, I just don't like people. I just don't get along with people. That is actually a trauma wound. That's a wound. And here's the bottom line. As long as you are nursing that wound and calling it a personality trait, it's going to be very challenging for you to disown what you have not yet owned. Ooh, let that land. There's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no guilt. This is all just information. You are invited, gorgeous being, to really look at yourself and get clear. What part of your personality is actually, let's call it your false identity, right? What part of your personality is your false identity? What part of your personality is the mask that you put on when you're around your family, when you go to work, when you go to church? What parts of your personality make up your false identity? Here's the thing I learned in my awakening journey and I have now been able to support clients in this, I learned that every single person has two really distinct identities. You have your false identity and you have your true identity. There are so many names for this, but this is what I call it, the false identity and the true identity. Some people say higher self, some people say the ego. All that matters is that you realize, right? We realize, I realize that there is a part of me that is my false identity. And the moment you become aware that you have a false identity, you are now actually empowered to embody your true identity. Beautiful beings. It's basically like looking at a caterpillar. A caterpillar is a butterfly. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of drinking, eating, and With all of these proper resources and things in place, that caterpillar, if left undisturbed, will follow its divine blueprint and become a butterfly. That apple seed, if it is planted, if it is watered, if it gets sun, it will become a beautiful, bountiful apple tree. Here's the thing. What if that caterpillar said to itself, well, you know what? I'm actually not going to spin a cocoon. I'm not going to melt down into goo and reassemble as a butterfly. I'm not going to do that because I live life on the ground. I don't belong in the sky. I don't belong soaring and flying. That's not what I do, right? That caterpillar would actually be committed to its false identity. Because within it, there is a divine blueprint. There is a divine nudge that is telling that caterpillar to drink water, to eat a specific food, to spin that cocoon, to melt down, to completely disintegrate and reassemble as the butterfly. 
gorgeous soul, every single person, yourself included, myself included, we all have a divine blueprint within us that is pointing us to our true identity. And what happens is that we get stuck. We get trapped. We choose to be committed to the false identity. For anybody who's wondering, okay, Darcel, well, how do I know what's my false identity? How do I know what's my real identity, my true identity? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Your false identity can um, clearly be identified by looking at a few questions or journal prompts. I used to do this in my head. When I'd get around a certain group of people, I would ask myself, um, how do I feel in my body? Gorgeous souls, our bodies are consistently giving us information about who we're being and if we truly feel safe and if we're really in an environment that supports us. It doesn't matter if it's your family. It doesn't matter if it's your partner. A lot of times we are connecting ourselves to people and places where we are actually not safe to be our truest, most authentic, most expressed selves. And we will make up a thousand and one reasons why, oh, well, that's just big mama. That's just the way she is. That's just Ben. That's just how he is. It's okay to shrink myself here. I don't want to make him feel bad. All of these stories. And these stories are what keep us attached and committed to that false identity. Gorgeous soul, I want you to ask yourself something. Ask yourself, when do I tend to people, please? Like, think about your life. Take 60 seconds. Think about your life and ask yourself, um, who am I around when I feel most unlike myself? When do I find that I wear a mask, right? Around who? And then ask yourself why. So when I go out for girls night with my girls from high school, why do I feel like I need to put on? When I hang out with my homeboys from college, why do I feel like I have to talk about my job and my car and what project I'm working on? Why do I feel like I need to do that? Just get curious. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no judgment. It's just information. Ask yourself, what do I do that makes others feel more comfortable that I actually don't like to do? For me, that was making jokes about myself, y'all. I was like the ultimate. I would make so many jokes to put myself down in the name of making people feel comfortable. So if I had something that happened in my life that was amazing, or if somebody complimented me, like, okay, Darcel, I see you. Okay. I would be like, oh, girl, this is, you know, oh, well, you should have seen me last week. I was, I was struggling. I would always take the opportunity when I was being complimented to put myself down because I wanted to make other people feel comfortable. And I hated that about myself. This is how I realized this is a part of my false identity. I realized that whenever I was going out and I was constantly having to be the loudest voice in the room and I had to be on a hundred and I would just say yes to all the things and go to the parties and hang out. I actually realized that that's not my true identity. That was my false identity. I like to sit down and just read a good book. I love reading. That is my favorite thing to do in the world. And I would just, I just like to sit and read play some lo-fi, play some jazz, play some Sade, and just relax and read. 
That is my true identity. Gorgeous soul, I would invite you to answer those questions, to get clear on who is it that you are pretending to be and it's not really you. What is the mask that you are wearing? It might even be something that you're actually proud of, right? I had a client last week. He was so proud of the fact that he was the person that would give money to any and everybody. He's like, if somebody asks me for money, they already know the answer is yes. It doesn't matter what it's for. I'm going to say yes. And he was really proud of the fact that he was such a giver. As we started exploring, we found out that being a giver, like an overgiver, that was a part of his false identity. That was his trauma masquerading as his personality. We found out that when he was younger, he never had enough, right? He was teased about his shoes, his hair, his clothes. So he made it a point to get people to like him by giving. Even when he didn't have to give, he would give to the detriment of himself. And then he created this personality, this identity around this trauma wound where he'd be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. I don't have food to eat, but I'm going to make sure everybody else does. That's not even sustainable, right? When we really look at that. And a lot of times people will masquerade and have a wound that they have now created a personality out of. Beautiful beings, I want to invite you to look at your true identity and get clear on who you actually are. Who are you outside of the trauma that happened to you? Who are you outside of the stories you were told about yourself as a child? You're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not as smart as your sister. You're not as cool as your brother. Who are you outside of the stories you were told? Who are you outside of the stories you have told yourself about yourself? Who are you outside of all of that? Some beautiful questions to explore that. You can ask yourself, what do I love? Like, what do I actually love? Not out of necessity, not for money. What do I actually love? If you're not sure, you can even look at, what do I actually love watching other people do? That's another great way to get insight. Ask yourself, what brings me joy? Like, what actually fills my cup up in my heart? What is that thing? I I begin to ask myself, Who do I enjoy being around the most and why? And I got clear. Oh my God, I love being around creatives. Why? It just sparks something in me. It makes me feel like I can do anything. Ooh, okay. Now I'm starting to peel away the layers and see my true identity. Ask yourself, um, lastly, when do I feel the most like me? Like the most authentic? Be very mindful and curious about Who brings that out of you, like in your friend group? Which friends do you feel the most comfortable around? Gorgeous soul, that is information for you to start exploring. The caterpillar is the butterfly. The apple seed is the apple tree. If it's left undisturbed, right? If nobody bothers it, if no one does anything, that caterpillar will be soaring in the sky. And there are some people right now, you are a butterfly. You're already a butterfly, but you're still thinking like a caterpillar. 
You're still telling yourself this story. Well, I have to wait until I have a million dollars in the bank. I have to wait until I get my PhD. I have to wait until I have the successful relationship. I have to wait until I have the house and the car and the things. And you are already the butterfly, but you've created a story about why you are not. Gorgeous soul, I want to invite you into one thing, and that is to look through the eyes of faith, look through the eyes of God, and see that you are already who you desire to be. It's just a process of unbecoming and removing and stripping away the stories and the layers that you are using, right? That you are choosing to continue walking with and wearing in order to protect yourself. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no judgment. It's just information. And the more information you have, it's the more awareness you can live in and operate in. The more awareness you have, it's the more choice you have. The more choice you have, it's the more change you can cultivate in your own life. This is the beauty of becoming aware of really getting clear on your false identity and your true identity. You are the butterfly. You are the apple tree already. Beautiful soul, I'm so grateful for you journeying with me here on Love Beyond Fear. I will see you next week. And until then, like, share, and subscribe to this powerful podcast experience. Be well, be encouraged, and as always, be you.